So there are times when synchronicities are so extraordinary that it really becomes hard to deny what's possible and what sort of communication we're getting from the intelligence of the universe, from the Divine Mother and Divine Father. Welcome to the Supernatural Souls podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, your host. I'm also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market, a former atheist, and the founder of Star Family Wisdom, a modern day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. You're probably wondering how a former atheist ended up here, so we'll get into that soon. To make a long story short, I had some help from a very specific group of supernatural souls. And on this podcast, we explore the lives, teachings, and energies of these supernatural souls. In this group, we include Jesus Christ and Mother Mary, who you might be familiar with from the Christian religion, and also Shirdi Sai Baba and Sri Kaleshwar, two Indian saints of the Hindu tradition, who helped to reveal the real-life teachings and spiritual practices of Jesus and his disciples. Here we discover the intersection of Hindu spirituality with Christianity and learn about the lost history and lost spiritual practices that have finally been revealed. The story of this unlikely cast of characters teaming up to deliver the world's most advanced spiritual practices and spiritual technologies will be our focus. Because the supernatural is actually super common, it's just been misunderstood in many ways. In fact, Jesus remembered and activated his supernatural abilities in India with the use of powerful mantra and yantra systems, which were recently found in the ancient Indian palm leaf manuscripts and brought to the world by Saint Sri Kaleshwar. It's not often you find a Jesus temple in an Indian ashram, but after accessing his own past life memories of living and working with Jesus, Saint Sri Kaleshwar accepted his mission to reveal the truth. Sri Kaleshwar took his Maha Samadhi and left Earth in 2012, but he left behind an extraordinary group of healers, students, and some of the most important knowledge in the world. Here we interview the followers and students of Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba, welcoming the energy, love, and wisdom of these supernatural souls into our lives. Together, we'll discuss the teachings and practices that have been employed by many ancient and modern masters to gain the high divine supernatural abilities that were once considered magic. So as we explore the lives and wisdom of these supernatural souls and their students, may we all remember ourselves as supernatural souls and embody the true teachings and wisdom of the many masters who have walked before us. And in today's episode, I want to share a little bit about a recent synchronicity that happened just yesterday, actually. 
And in our next episode, we'll be having a conversation with Alan Steinfeld, who has gone deep in his research of ufology and the ET phenomena. He spent time with Swami Sri Kaleshwar at his ashram in India, was married by Swami, received power objects from Swami, and Alan's life has been extraordinary in a lot of ways. So I'm really excited about that conversation, and I hope you'll tune in for that. But today's episode is another follow-up to the path I've been on to share a little bit more about why I'm doing this work and what's possible. So as many of you probably know, when we're on this path with the ancient mantra and yantra systems, part of our work is connecting deeply with the divine mother of this creation, also the divine father, also gaining a better understanding of Datatreya and the generator, operator, destroyer aspect of God, of the guru. And, and so, so there's a lot, there's a, a lot of, you know, divine connection that that's happening and, and, and a lot of focus on embodying those energies, right? It's not like we're just, you know, praying to mother God out there or Shiva, we are connecting that way, but also like working to embody these energies. So, so I've been focused on that this year in particular and, and, and really understanding, you know, like, what does it feel like? What does it mean to be the goddess, to be the divine mother? And, and what does it mean to also channel the divine father's energy and allow that to move through my system? So, so I've been exploring, you know, so much of this next level divinity, <laughs> I guess, if you want to call it that. And, and I've had some really extraordinary experiences unfolding related to the connection with the Divine Mother. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this too, as we have these extraordinary, profound, divine experiences. It's also really easy for the monkey mind to come in and be like, nope, let's question all of that, right? Like that still happens sometimes. And so, so this you know journey also becomes this process of deepening our trust you know deepening our trust with the divine and with the intelligence of the mother and father and with the guidance that is there as we progress on this path so last year i was having some major karmic situations coming around, like the karmic debt was being paid. You know, I was, I was excavating all of the, the programming I was carrying. I was excavating. I'd been doing that for a while, but this was like a, a more heightened kind of experience of that. And so I started encountering, you know, all of these people that I had had past lives with and significant ones. And and I had gone deep in my shamanic um, studies, my shamanic work to 
learn how to journey in meditative states to be able to access past life memories to be able to to tune into you know where where did the original event come from like where where did you know what i'm carrying whatever emotion or negativity or karmic you know situation like where is that stemming from and you know why is why is this current situation happening and how can i rewrite that soul contract rewrite the story clear the energy around that thing and so so as these more intense you know karmic experiences started to unfold in my life i was engaging that work in a, a you know powerful way to get to the bottom of it you know because i knew what was happening so so it was you know my goal to to clear it, you know, and, and move forward in higher ways. And, and I met a man last year and we immediately recognized each other. Like we knew each other. And so we got together at one point to explore that because we knew there were past lives to, to uncover. There was, there was some aspect of, you know, negative attachment or karma that needed to be dealt with. And so we were like, let's just figure this out. And so, um, so we did. And the most wild thing happened. I had accessed some memories prior to meeting this person in person. Those memories were of giving birth in Greece. And when we got together, he was able to access memories that validated what I had accessed. And long story short, we arrived at the understanding that we had engaged in divine birth practices in ancient Greece together. And there was a period of time you know, around the time of, of Jesus where, you know, the patriarchal control was coming in hot, you know, it was like not a good scene, right? The Romans were taken over. It was, you know, not pleasant in a lot of ways. The historic feminine aspect of the priestess culture and these priestess cults that existed in ancient Greece, ancient Egypt, all of those, you know, groups, practices were slowly devolving and and because of the rise of patriarchy were you know no longer operating in the way that maybe they once were and so so we had this slow you know devolution of what was a very divine feminine you know spirituality and divine feminine way of prophecy healing um teaching the mysteries of the universe and and there were certain areas i'm getting chills right now there are certain areas in greece where there were like the last holdouts happening you know like there were these groups trying to preserve these practices for the purpose of bringing high level advanced souls to earth oh goodness i'm getting emotional <laughs> So, okay, and this is like relating exactly to the synchronicity that happened yesterday. It's just incredible. So, so last year we accessed this, this lifetime of, of 
perpetuating, carrying forth, trying to preserve the, the priestess culture and the divine birth practices. And this was on the island of Delphi. There is historical context related to Delphi, related to these practices, related to the stars. There is also some historical context, perhaps missing from some of our modern versions of history, related to the dove, related to the role of the Pleiades star system in ancient Greece and ancient Egypt. And, and it appears as though through the information we can gather on Earth and through some of the memories I've accessed that these groups that were engaging these divine birth practices were absolutely attempting to engage some of these star systems where they knew there were advanced civilizations, advanced souls who might come incarnate on earth and help, help earth as earth was, you know, descending into its dark ages, trying to come out of its dark ages. And, and the, these, I think, you know, were practices that existed well before, you know, our dark ages, right? So, so we, you know, experienced this period of devolution and, and the lifetime we accessed was at the very end, at the very end of these groups surviving at the very end of these, these pure birth practices. Wow, did not expect this. <laughs> clearly, clearly there's like another layer of information that's coming coming forward and, and wanting to be integrated here. <laughs> so, so, so my husband and I had been engaging in this, you know, beautiful divine union practice had, you know, been utilizing these divine energy channels to do this work. The Romans, you know, were, were taking over, were, wreaking havoc on a lot of the islands there there were also you know other groups infiltrating my husband ended up getting taken by the romans he left to go fight and and defend the island so that <clears throat> the families that lived there the the priestesses that lived there could you know carry on the life that had been theirs you know for so long and so he got captured by the romans and and he <laughs> you might hear my cat running through so he got captured by the romans went to the Colosseum. he ended up dying at the Colosseum, and i was pregnant and so we had successfully <laughs> um connected to a soul who was going to come in and, and so I fulfilled my dharma in that life without him. And as this was all unfolding, as this past life activation was occurring, you know, some of it was so extraordinary that I was like, really? Like, <laughs> like the, the, the analytical, logical part of me is like, what is going on here? 
But I also know how real this was because when this activated for both of us, and when I re-experienced, you know, connecting with him after that, I had some of the most visceral, physical feelings, experiences, flashbacks to what I had experienced after he left the island. It was really difficult to move through. Like that was, that was a big karma between the two of us that, and a big wound, you know, between the two of us that had, had to get faced and dealt with. And my God, the, <laughs> the visceral flashbacks that I had, which were related to the birth process, were just incredible. And, and I should add another just piece of information for anyone who's interested in these sorts of things. For the first part of my life, I was really averse to the idea of having children, like just really turned off by it, just wanted nothing to do with it. And I always thought how odd that was, right? Because just naturally, biologically, <laughs> there's, there's a drive there that happens for people. Most people do have that desire. And, and my feelings weren't just, you know, on the fence, maybe it was like, no, hard, no. <laughs> and, and almost in like a traumatic kind of way, like, can't go there. Absolutely not. And I just never understood where that was coming from. But I always thought that was kind of odd. And sure enough, this is why like this, this life, this, this really traumatic experience related to that birthing process related to losing my husband related to what was happening on earth at that time related to the wisdom that was being lost related to <laughs> our connection with the stars that was being lost like that was a lot wrapped up in that lifetime so i share all of that because i think it's important context for this this incredible synchronicity that happened yesterday and one synchronicity that happened when i was accessing this lifetime and I also accessed a few memories of a different lifetime that was in ancient Greece. And, and at the time I, I knew it was, you know, in some Oracle center, but I, some of the details just weren't totally clear. And, and so when I accessed these memories one morning, I, was looking out my window and a dove came and sat on my balcony for like a long time. I had also, <laughs> interestingly enough, right before meeting this person and accessing, you know, these memories had connected with Marguerite Rigolioso's work. We're going to have her on the pod soon too. And, and her work had been going in the direction of uncovering the historical evidence that exists for these divine birth practices. 
So all of a sudden I'm like, oh my goodness, I know where to look for more information about this. So, so yesterday <laughs> I'm having a conversation with Jehan Satur. You can check out um, our episode on the Star Family Wisdom podcast. Jehan is a mindset expert. He supports people in shifting our belief systems, our programming, helping people heal from all of the negative programming we've taken on here on earth. And we did a podcast episode a few months ago where we went really deep on that, but it became clear that, you know, Jehan has had a lot of supernatural experiences. Jehan is a soul who is maybe more open to their multidimensional nature in this lifetime. And, and so we wanted to have a follow-up conversation about that. I, I wanted to learn more about his past lives and, you know, just what information he's accessed. So we talk all about his supernatural experiences, the past lives he's accessed. I share some parallels I'm recognizing, you know, about my experiences throughout the conversation. And, and we also have this moment of feeling like, yeah, we've, you know, we've had past lives together. We're just not, we haven't uncovered what those are yet. Um, and I should say too, you know, with my past life exploration, it's really only been for the purpose of healing in this life, right? It's like, we don't need to act, try to access every single life that exists. It's, it's more about like what's relevant for our soul now and for the work, the Dharma, the destiny that is unfolding for us. So, so we have this awesome conversation and he doesn't know a ton about what I've been doing. He knows a little bit because I had to reschedule some things around the India trips and just the transformation I've been experiencing this year, engaging the mantra systems. And so he knows a little bit, but not a lot. And we're going to talk about that on his podcast soon. And at the end of the conversation, we stop recording and he says, hey, I have three friends who want to meet you. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> like, do you have roommates? What, what, what are we talking about here? He turns around he's like in the corner of his room for a little bit and then all of a sudden he comes back with three white doves and i'm like excuse me <laughs> like one why do you have doves in your bedroom two excuse me <laughs> because he was like, they just showed up one day recently, like this one baby dove showed up and then two more showed up and they won't leave. And they're like attached to him and super peaceful. And he's just holding these doves. Like he's just holding these doves in front of the camera. And he's like, I thought maybe you might know what this means. Like, why did they show up? And I'm like, well, this clearly some, there's something big here, but give me a minute, you know, to, to kind of tune in to what this might be telling us. And all of a sudden I look down, I've got a, my computer is on a stack of books, very, very professional setup here. And <laughs> I'm like, 
Hey, I've got two of Marguerite's books here. I've got her Ancient Greece Divine Birth book, and I've got the Miraculous Conception book about Mary. And I'm like, hold on, let's look up the dove. Sure enough, in her books, triggers memory for me about the symbolism of the dove. And there's a lot, like there's a lot there. There's, you know, symbolism obviously related to the Holy Spirit and divinity. There's symbolism related to ancient Greece and the connection with the star system Pleiades. There's symbolism related to the three priestesses who served at the Oracle of Delphi. And, oh, I should say the island I was talking about earlier, Delos, not Delphi, Delos Island. There's a lot of Ds <laughs> in ancient Greece um, names, Dodona, Delphi, Delos, gets a little confusing. Okay, so the island was Delos. One of the oracle centers was Delphi. Another one was Dodona. So, so there's symbolism related to the three priestesses. There's symbolism related to prophecy and how prophecy was delivered in ancient Greece, utilizing doves. And the dove is symbolic of the Divine Mother and our divinity and establishing that connection with those divine channels. So, you know, I'm still in this like place of, you know, unpacking what this means. And, and it's such a, a beautiful ex experience and example of what's possible. An example of, those synchronicities that show up, the way in which Divine Mother and Divine Father will utilize nature to speak to us, to help us remember, to help us integrate. And clearly there's a new level of integration that's happening for me around these past lives and, and, and the dove symbolism. And so so I wanted to share this because I think it's important context because we're going to be talking to Marguerite soon and we'll talk about her research related to divine birth practices and then ultimately her finding these divine channels <clears throat> and and we'll go further you know in future conversations about the holy womb chakra and how we engage that system to create the purity in our womb space to even be able to hold the frequency for bringing divine souls to earth. So what's becoming clear for me <laughs> in just talking this, talking this out with you, thank you, is that we're being positioned now to bring back these divine birth practices, like truly, like in a, a, a way that is like it once was, where we've established such high frequencies for our systems. We've been able to raise our vibration and open these divine channels and connect to different star systems to be able to pull these divine souls to us. 
and we need that on the planet, right? Like we've, we've been needing that <laughs> for a while. And so it's, it's also clear to me that there are a lot of advanced souls on the planet. You know, there always have been, but, but there seems to be like a big influx of divine souls right now for the purpose of this shift we've got to make to transition eras, to do that in a way that preserves the mysteries, that preserves what in this lineage we know to be true and in a way that brings back some of these practices. So, so this is a little spinoff from the direction I thought the podcast was going to go, but I think it's relevant and I think it, it was important to, to share at, and it's, it's one of those moments where there's no denying how the divine speaks to us and there's no denying the symbolism and the clues that can be unlocked in our consciousness as we achieve new levels as we do the work to clear old wounds to to meet those past lives fearlessly to clear the karma the clues the codes the guidance that gets unlocked when we do that and when we engage these sorts of divine energy channels oh my goodness <laughs> like it's just incredible and and so i'm excited to continue these conversations with you and 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 to share about what's happening with others and the extraordinary experiences that they have had and maybe at some point when Jehan and I unpack this further, maybe he'll come on the podcast because clearly he's being called to engage some of these channels too. And, and I hope that as we have these conversations, you're inspired to go further, no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter where you're at in these mantra systems, practices, technologies, we're all being called to go further. And, and so I hope you'll answer that call with me. So we'll wrap up for today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm just so honored and grateful to have this, this space with you. And I'm excited for our next conversation. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, leave a comment so that we can get to know each other and so that you don't miss any future episodes. Bye for now.